Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, today I'm going to talk about long-term Feng Shui versus short-term Feng Shui. Hey guys, let's first kind of look at this long-term energy. I want to kind of start by saying there's actually three different types of considerations with feng shui. One is going to be called your evergreen feng shui. This is an unchanging energy that no matter how much time passes will always be there. And this includes external features such as where mountains and water are in relation to your home. So there's ex those external features are really going to be um, create a long-term positive or negative effect on your space. Um, and so that is one of the things you consider. So the evergreen is unchanging and over the course of your whole life, that will never change. Of course, unless they decide to maybe reroute a mountain or a river. <laughs> so that doesn't generally change, but I guess it's, it could. So um, this is going to be what is called your evergreen feng shui. And usually this is used to build a home. Um, it's oriented a certain way on the land. So it captures the best chi using feng shui formulas. And those are going to be your mountain and water formulas. And again, this is an energy that is unchanging. Um, another example of this is actually going to be your eight mansions. So a lot of people, when you start doing feng shui, you get a gua number. You're like, okay, I'm a west group or east group. You know, um, these feng shui energies, you know, this is my best directions. This is my worst directions, right? But what is not addressed a lot of times is this actually affects you over, you know, a 60 year period of time. And if, unless you're living in your house, you know, for a very lengthy amount of time, unless you buy an estate that your kids can move into, unless you're building a, a generational house, you don't so much need to take into consideration those eight, eight mansions. Um, if it, you know, for me personally, what, what you can do instead is actually just sit in, you know, sit in those directions, um, in relation to your space. So anywhere you're at, you know that you can sit, you know, and face east or you can um, sit and face west or whatever your lucky directions are. And so that's really used for you personally because you forever will be with yourself and that energy will never change. So over a lifetime, you can definitely use your best directions for yourself personally. But um, I personally don't count them too much when I'm setting up feng shui for a person. Um, I go with a little bit shorter term energy, which is what we'll focus on. So long-term energy, it's, of course, affects you in a shorter amount of time than what is called that evergreen feng shui. So the long-term feng shui, uh, what will affect you, it can be from a 20-year period of time of, you know, maybe a lifetime of living in your house. And one of those things is your flying stars. So your flying stars actually affect you over a 20-year period of time, the ones that are natal to your house. So if you start doing flying stars, you know that if, you know, if you've mapped your flying stars out, you have um, a sitting and facing star to your home or what's called a mountain water star to your home. Well, these actually affect you over a long term of living in your home. So it's not going to be an effect that you see right away, but it'll be an effect that governs probably about a 20 year period of time. So again, this is your longer term feng shui. 
usually a long-term feng shui setup is used to achieve um, a pretty specific purposes. So what you do is you set it up based on those 60-year formulas. You know, you find the good external features. And then you look at the flying stars within the home and how they'll affect you over a shorter period of time and whether they're activated by those external evergreen features. So what happens is that you actually, um, you know, pick a house based on your goals in life. So if you just want a harmonious family, you pick certain sets of flying stars, certain orientations of the home. And again, that affects you over um, a, probably a lifetime of living in a home. The short-term feng shui, it, that is going to be your most dynamic energy and one of the ways you can get probably the biggest boost in life. So once you know your evergreen feng shui is good, your external features are good, you um, are in an ideal spot for long-term feng shui, you know, your 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 house is set up, then you can look at like, the shorter-term energy, your yearly, monthly, daily, and even hourly energies and use different formulas. Um, and this is actually what I use to do what is called a Shuang Kong Dagua date selection. And so what, what that does, it's actually a really fast dynamic energy. If you want to boost for something, then you can activate certain um, really specific small areas within your home on certain days. And it gives you a boost and it helps you achieve the goal that you want to achieve. It's really good for activating quick finances. If you need um, a boost in your finances, it helps support the action that you're taking. So if you're not going to do anything, I don't suggest actually doing these activations, <laughs> but, um, it, it definitely works. If you are in business, you're moving and shaking and you need to push things through, um, doing these short-term activations definitely works. It also works really well to plan your year based on where these yearly flying stars are. Um, so I know like for me, for example, my office is in the North and the North this year is afflicted by the number two star. Well, I just adjusted myself a little bit so I can continue to record my podcast in there. And um, I just switched positions. So I'm actually facing a different direction while I'm in here most of the time. And that actually offsets the energy. So that's some of the ways you can use your dynamic energies and, and your degrees within your space to give yourself a short-term boost or to fix some short-term problems like um, some of those negative uh, yearly flying stars. All right, guys. Well, if you've negatively impacted anything in your home, you feel like your energy is not right um, and you're using maybe the north too much and you feel like it's caused you some issues, join me on April 18th at 4 p.m. So that's the third Sunday of every month. But this Sunday, I'm going to be talking about the Sun Noble. Well, not this Sunday, but the 18th, I'll be talking about what is called the Sun Noble. And it's a very specific spot in your home that you can light a candle at, or you can, you know, um, have some uh, stuff going in that area to activate the area and activate what is called the Sun Noble. So if you want to know how to do that, join me and uh, with that link below and check out the um, upcoming workshop topics too. I hope to see you there. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.